0: Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. It's that time of year, we're in the dog days of winter. And if you're feeling the shiveries, you're feeling a little cold inside your house, you know what time it is. It's time to talk to your local Pella, Omaha, and Lincoln expert about taking a closer look at your windows. You can save energy, but you can also stay warm with windows from Pella that are properly installed, the patented Pellaway by Pros pros using windows and doors with the highest energy efficiency ratings in the industry from Energy Star. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, the Nick Bob podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Runza. It is back, people. Temperature Tuesdays. You know, an original Runza sandwich combo meal is a great deal every Tuesday. But in the months of January and February. The coldest temperature in Runza land at 6 a.m. is the price you'll pay for an original Runza sandwich when you buy a medium fry and medium drink. You have to take advantage of temperature Tuesdays. So get out to Runza, and while you're there, tell them your pal Nick Ba sent you. Okay, it is uh, Sunday, January 10th, and uh, the Creighton Blue Jays are hot right now. Uh, They are 10-2. and And they are coming off pretty much what is their two best games of the season from an offensive standpoint. They hung 89 points on Seton Hall, shot almost 60 percent from the floor, scored 97 points on St. John's without Marcus Zagorowski, who's nursing a hamstring issue. Uh, so, to, I mean, think about that. I mean, you have your preseason conference player of the year, the the most important player on your team, and you and you beat a conference foe by you, know, you scored 97 points. Pretty impressive. So I, I wanted to reach out to uh, one of my favorite guys, uh, Mitch Ballock, Creighton senior sharpshooter. He's been on the podcast two times, and I wanted to I wanted to get him back on. We've had him at the end of last season. We had him during the off season, but I thought, you know what. Why not right in the middle of the season? Let's talk to Mitch. Let's let's get his perspective on a variety of things. Hey, what's this team? Uh, what is he seeing with this team? What's working? What's uh, what does he think it, the the keys are? But then you know, what's this pandemic been like from a player's perspective? We get everybody else's perspective, but what's it been like to, to play college basketball when you're getting tested every day? You have to make good social decisions. All those sorts of things. This was uh, like I said, Mitch has been on the podcast a few times. Uh, I think. I think this was our best conversation. He is just a, uh, he's a special dude, man. He's got an, uh, an incredible approach to life and to basketball. So I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy this. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here's my podcast chat with Creighton Senior Sharpshooter, Mitch Ballock. Well, on the line now, Mitch Ballock, uh, Creighton Senior Sharpshooter. And Mitch, this is, your, uh, this is your third time on the podcast. So I, I, haven't, I haven't scared you off yet. I'm, I'm hoping that if we make it four, it'd be impressive. Four times would be pretty impressive stuff.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty impressive. We'll see what we can do, though. You know, <laughs> see, if, see if I see if I get the call back on on the infamous Nick Ball podcast. So we'll see. Well, there, there's a lot
0: to uh, to discuss here. I okay. Let me start with this. Some of your threes lately have been hilariously long, even for you. Like, is that all you did during the summer? Is just work on like 35 foot bombs. Uh, no, I definitely
1: didn't. I worked, believe it or not, I worked a lot on my 15, uh, my mid range (laughs) and uh, different floaters and finishes and stuff. And now I just keep getting further back. So I just kind of, it's ironic because I did not work on any of that, but I mean, every once in a while it's in workouts, she will throw it in and, and it is what it is, but yeah, some of them have been ridiculous and you just kind of have to laugh it off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, so you said you work on your mid range though, but do you ever
0: allot any time in your workout, in all sincerity, to like work on like a thirty footer? Work on like everybody works on their range, but like there's there's range, and then there's like the the area of the floor that you're in that's like absurd. Do you ever, uh, in all sincerity, work on shots from that far? Uh,
1: some of them, like the, 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 a couple lately. No, not that deep. Uh, but. When I pull up, like, like in the first half, I shot one in front of the bench. Like, yeah, I work on those all the time, just because, I mean, that's that's a that's a casual one for me. I'm, uh, it's kind of my range. That's where it is. It, I can shoot two or three feet behind that, where I can control it really well, and my and my accuracy's good. But then when I start getting when I start getting to the end of the game and the one the one at Providence. I mean, that's, those ones are ridiculous and those ones are, are a little bit out of my range. And I won't take those unless it's, I'm kind of on a heater or I have to kind right. of thing, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I like the, uh, I like the one at the end of the St. John's game, man. I couldn't, I was trying to think about what it would have been like to be defending that. Like you're in a stance, you see the shot clocks winding down, you, you have your man 30 feet from the hoop and he pulls up <laughs> and he
1: makes it. Like, I don't even know what that would feel like. Yeah. So I, it, Well, like you, I mean, watching games previously, I mean, I'm never in that situation just because Marcus, you know, I have Marcus. And so I'm usually just chilling, hanging out on the wing. So this is the first time I had the ball, like, (laughs) in my hands at the, like, as the primary ball handler at the end. And my thought process was, do I take a turnover? Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be that guy. Right. you know right. so then i didn't i didn't think it would be a bad thing if i shot it so that was all going through my head in that 25 seconds or whatever so i just decided to get one up and not take the turnover cuz i had two bad turnovers throughout the game <laughs> so that was kind of my thought process i was just like well i might as well shoot it then so got it up and and drilled it yeah, this is what, is what it is. So then I just started laughing.
0: Yeah, I, I did too. I was on the call and I was like, this is hilarious. Because you he, <laughs> he pulled, pulled up and just drilled it. It was a, it was a great where way you, to, to cap it where off. Are
1: you man. Guys, where were you guys at
0: during the game? So I was in Charlotte. So there's two Fox studios. There's one in Los Angeles, which is where like a lot of the studio, you know, where like Lav and, and yeah. Jimmy Jackson, all those guys are. And then there's another one in Charlotte that they do a lot of their NASCAR stuff out of, but they have the ability to call games out of there. So I'm in Charlotte for a lot of January calling games. So I'm literally in this, like, studio watching the game on the TV screen and calling it off of that. So I was uh, I was screaming pretty good when you uh, when, when you launched that deep one, man.
1: Yeah, that's crazy because, like, when we're at home, like, I don't ever see any of the announcers anywhere. But then when we were on the road at Providence, I saw Donnie Marshall across right. the way. He was at the game. So then I was like – I think it was Donnie Marshall. Right? Yeah, it was. No, you're it? right. You're right.
0: It was Donnie. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, Mitch. Like, right now, I'm not even totally sure what goes into, like, what games were on site for, what games were not. Right. Like, I, it kind of makes, it, it kind of doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense. But you know what? Whatever they, where, just tell me where I need to be. I'll be there. I'll call the game. That's
1: that's yeah. I like I'm, it. You got to have that energy, man. You yeah. got to have that mindset going into this year and last year. And that's just what it is. That's what it's become. So, okay, before we get into like this
0: team and and the season so far, I want to kind of back up because there's been kind of about maybe a a month ago or something like that. There's been some talk from like Coach K, for example, questioning, like, are we doing the right thing playing right now in the midst of a pandemic? Like, how do you see that? I I, I don't want to influence you here, but I'd have to imagine that like having basketball is huge for your mental health and your, and the rest of your teammates mental health given the situation right now and with the constant testing and and strict contact tracing and all that stuff I could make the case that you're arguably safer playing the season right now I guess how do you how do you see all that from a player's perspective
1: yeah definitely um I mean obviously coach k is coming from a good place and he knows he's I mean I I agree with some of his thoughts and I agree with where his head's at sometimes um but like from a personal opinion like you said like I mean without basketball I couldn't tell you what the rest of the country or or even us would be doing you know uh we'd be in a position where I mean we don't really have that thing that one thing to get ready for that preparation that kind of accountability to kind of keep us on on track and on pace so it'd be it'd be be difficult if there was no basketball. And like you said, the mental health deal, like if there wasn't basketball, I mean, what would we be doing, you know? And start to go down rabbit holes and and you start thinking about things that don't matter and and whatever. Also, I think, I mean, I think it's it's good that we are playing just because, I mean, we bring a lot of – I talk to Creighton fans alone, and and we bring a lot of joy and excitement to them, and and they have things to look forward to in the midst of what we're going through. So, I mean, when you look at all those things – uh, all those positives, obviously there's negatives to it, yeah, sure. but like you said, they sure. contact Trace. They've done their research with the research out there. I mean, there's not – still people don't know what's going on, but um, we they've done an unbelievable job, and we test a lot. And like you said, we're – I would agree that we are safer um, being here because when we go home, we have contact with, with people that we don't normally have contact, and we don't know where they've been and what they do. So, And that was a big discussion we had going home for Christmas. Sure. and. Everybody was, everybody kind of vowed to stay safe and wear their mask if they're in public and, and just hang around their immediate families. And, and it worked out well for us. Uh, some, some other programs around the country weren't as fortunate, but that's just, that's just kind of how it goes. Right. And that's how it's been for the past, what, 12 months, 10 months, Ten whatever. Near.
0: Right. Almost a, so, almost, coming up on a year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Almost a year. So, so I think it's, I, th- I think it's good just because I think we impact, like, us playing gives us a platform to impact more things outside of the outside of the pandemic. You sure. Know? So it puts us in a position to where we can bring joy and bring excitement to a lot of people, and I think that's cool. You know, Mitch, it, you you brought up something about you know, kind
0: of like making an a, a, a agreement with each other. Hey, we're going to go home for the holidays, but we're going to be smart on who we're around. We're going to wear our masks and all those things. Like, I, I, it's one thing to kind of quote unquote avoid the virus and be smart for yourself in you know, May and June and July, where it's like, you know, if you get infected, yeah, it might impact a few people around you, but it doesn't derail the season or maybe potentially derail the entire team. Like, talk me through what that's like, because, I mean, this is obviously the best social time of your life. And what college is a lot about is like getting out, being social, going places, meeting people, but you can't do that. You know, everybody says, Hey man, don't go to that party on Friday night during a normal season and if you do, really all you're impacting is yourself, but now you could be impacting the whole team if you make a poor social decision. That's gotta be a lot of pressure. Like how hard is this being a a, a college student that has to really make good social decisions?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, it 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 impacts everyone and it's not just it's not just you anymore. So When you have that, when you have that in the back of your mind, it, I mean, you second guess every decision you make, you know what I mean? You have to kind of be, you have to be solid, Uh, you have to be disciplined and it is difficult. It's very difficult. Uh, Even, even throughout the fall, I mean, we're going to classes. It it was pretty normal. We were wearing our masks and, and everything and we were able to socialize with people, but when everybody goes home, it's just us and we're, we're staying I mean, we're staying in our rooms. We're going to practice. We we came back. People are in hotels just to separate. And and it is tough. It's tough to have that social life. And and like you said, college is that time in your life to really enjoy it and go out and meet new people and build relationships and and all that. So when you take that piece away from it, your the social aspect is it, it's tough. But I think we have a good group of guys. And and Mac and Johnny and our assistant coaches are doing. they do they're continuing to do a good job of like just trying to. Find things for us, keep us occupied, do things, do things for us, and kind of take care of us, which right. is which is huge. And we just have a tight knit group. Where I mean, the other day I even hopped on Warzone and played games with with some of my teammates. And, <laughs> and, that and not like, normal for uh, you? Is that not normal yeah, for you? Yeah, like I haven't haven't played Call of Duty or, or video <laughs> games outside of like the GameCube with my roommates in right. a long time. So it was fun. It was fun to play with those guys. And and even when you get in there, I mean. It's a good team bonding thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. like we're talking. It's a team game, you know. You're in, you're playing as three or four group people, and you're trying to beat the other teams, and and you're talking and you're communicating and you're telling them where to go, and it's fun, man. It's like a different. It's it's sure. it's, it's like a teams team competition outside of basketball. So it gives us something to kind of take our minds away from reality and just just hang out and and be us and. I think they're we've done a good job so far with the group that we have. I mean, my four years here, I've always we've always had a tight-knit group and that's big for us and it helps us stay together and just kind of stay mentally locked in when when everything else is chaos outside. So so I think we've been good so far. But obviously everybody's different. Some people Yeah. Like, I might be a little different than somebody else just because of how we're like how I operate and how my mind works. So Uh, Some people struggle a little more than some people. It doesn't bother at all. And and we just we just try and help help each other and and be with each other because we're all in this together.
0: How much different are the games with no crowd or, you know, the last couple of home games for you guys? You've had, I think, 10 percent occupancy in in there. How, How much different are the games with zero people in the stands or just a few thousand people in the stands?
1: Yeah, at the beginning of the year, it was it was a lot different just because, I mean, we hadn't played a game like that since, I mean, ever. I've never right. played a game with no people. But um, once you get past that and once you find the energy within and kind of bring it from the bench and, and the rest of your teammates, you, you feed off of it. At the end of the day, it's just basketball, you know? So, like, you lock into that competition and everything, all that stuff went out the window. But it really took... I mean, probably two or three games, and then obviously we went to KU and right. they had people. And then it's exciting. There's an atmosphere. It was it was fun. It was it was a good time. And there was energy in the building. And then you go back to having no fans. And but by then you're adjusted, and you, and you kind of you kind of play play the way you know how to play, and the and the way you prepare uh, with or without the fans. Now at this point. But then when we got people in CenturyLink, when, or uh CHI, health whatever right and, yeah i still call it the league but it's me too whenever yeah whenever you probably still call it the i call whatever. it the quest center
0: it's the quest center to yeah, me i'm like hey, i got game at the quest
1: center <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but yeah when you when, when we come back home now and since we've been in conference like we come home and, and we have 1500 or 2000 people however many people are in there and it's fun you 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 see some familiar faces and you can kind of interact because i i like i like that part of the basketball where you can interact with the crowd and it's fun it, it's it's good but then you go to the east coast and then there's no fans at all so then there that's a little adjustment but other than that i mean i think we're pretty acclimated to, sure. to the fact of what we're going to play in front of every every game so it's cool. It, at first, it was really weird, but now it's uh, we're adjusted, and it's pretty cool.
0: Okay, so of these three options, what do you miss more from a crowd standpoint the the roar after you bang a big three, <laughs> the the roar as you dig into a big defensive possession, like some teams I always love that. Like, here comes the team across half court. You're getting in a stance. The the crowd's starting to roar, or yeah silencing the crowd on the road boom you hit a hit a three silence give me what, what what do you like what do you miss more of those three that's
1: that's a good three man you've been thinking of that i, have. <laughs> I like i like i like to dig in stop yeah um i like the dig in stop personally a little bit i'll hit on all of them but i probably like the, <laughs> I, I, I like the, i like the defensive stop digging in getting a stop um just because the momentum changes when that happens you know you can kind of feel it um and the only way you can get out to that run out three is getting that dig in. there it is the right U- right right i like that i like everything yeah and then you get a <laughs> then you get a freebie you know yeah, you get a, yeah. free, a free bomb coming up especially if you hit one or two the possession before then you can you, you can get to it uh and Max pretty cool he he gives us the green light in that bit, in that yeah, sense especially you uh so then so then you get a dig and stop to get the crowd going and then you just have to keep them going you know and right. you got to pull a bomb and whether it goes in or not sometimes like, sometimes I just throw some heat checks and it's it's fun and and without the crowd I wouldn't do it to be completely honest like <laughs> it
0: makes a difference like, though like it it does yes. like the crowd in some ways makes a difference on those kinds of plays like I, I felt like in that Nebraska game in the first half, there were a couple of moments where it was like, okay, here comes, you you guys are going to go on a run. And if the crowd was there, maybe it would have happened. And it took a while. And then obviously the onslaught happened in the second half, but like the crowd makes it, I mean, we're talking about like the fun aspect of it, but like, it matters in the games.
1: Oh, it definitely does. And there, it's definitely an advantage, especially when you're playing on the road. But, but then that leads to the third point, like silence in the crowd is high level because then, because then, I mean, you hit a huge three down the stretch, or you hear, like, we go on a 10-0 run, they call a timeout, and, like, the only people in the gym you can hear is the other coach yelling at his players, and then all five, and then the bench meeting us on the court, like... Isn't that fun? Just, yeah, just going crazy. I mean, and just, that's what you hear in the building, and Right, the, the crowd's just, like, sick, you know? Yeah. So, so like... I don't know, but I, I definitely say the dig in stop just because it, it leads to everything else. That's right. It's it's a momentum changer.
0: I, I think the combination of one of my favorite things in basketball is the dig in the dig in stop, here comes the crowd. You you have you know, I mean you just you you blow up, they're set, you're communicating, you get the board, you're off and running, and you know like then the then there's that like build up to like, oh, if if someone bangs a shot here here it comes like just that that whole like 60 seconds of the roar and the tension for the next roar is just like I miss it so much
1: oh yeah yeah that's high level stuff man like when when we played DePaul the first uh last year at home the first the first four minutes that second half I mean just ridiculous (laughs) and and, and we were and we were doing it all getting stops hitting shots dunking it was just crazy it's nuts um
0: I, I wrote that question for the record. That was my favorite question I wrote down. So I, I mean, I feel like we've peaked early. I don't know if we're going to be yeah. able to. Uh,
1: we'll try to. Yeah, okay. as, long as, as long as you got to peak at some point, you know, true. You gotta, right. You can't, just a... be, you can't just be steady all the way throughout. <laughs> no,
0: absolutely. I, uh, so you know, we've. I wanted to get back into this because we've talked about this on on my podcast before. But your mindset and your unselfishness. Like I was actually I was texting Coach McDermott two days ago. And he was just gushing over you, just back and like just gushing over you, saying he's never he's never coached anyone quite like you from an unselfishness standpoint, like just gushing. And I, I was, and it was after the Seton Hall game where he only took two shots. And I was think, I was thinking, and I don't want you to be bashful here. I want you to be honest. Okay. I, I was thinking about you and 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 kind of just what what Coach McDermott was talking about. You actually must be incredibly comfortable with with who you are and incredibly self-confident in your value as a player that you don't feel this need to prove or validate yourself with points or shots, or look at me or moments where you're in your center stage. Does that make sense? Like there's a lot of guys that, that feel like I need to prove my worth by making this shot or taking this shot. Like you, you just must not have that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, first of all to the beginning of the question or or the statement or whatever um i i keep hearing all this stuff everything max saying all these good stuff about me and i he just i haven't heard much from him (laughs) directly He just, you know, it's just it's just business when he sees me. He does. Right? He doesn't
0: want to jinx it.
1: He doesn't want you to. He doesn't want
0: to jinx it. He just wants to. You know, it's like just <laughs> yeah, doesn't he, doesn't want to mess with you. You, you know. know, he's superstitious. You yes. know how that works. Right. Let's take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime pals and loyal supporters of the podcast, Pella Windows and Doors. Yeah, you know, Pella has a window type for every home and every budget. And you might know Pella for its award-winning wood windows, but did you know that Pella also has a complete line of industry-leading patented fiberglass and vinyl windows? Pella's Fiberglass windows use a patented Duracast material, more durable than aluminum or vinyl, made from a composite material used in the aerospace industry for its strength, durability, and temperature resistance. It's big time right there. And Pella's vinyl window series offer all the features that make it one of the most energy-efficient windows on the market with the same value and style you've come to expect from all Pella products with outstanding structural integrity built from multi-chambered, Fully welded frames and sashes, Pella's vinyl windows assure a quieter, more comfortable home. Bottom line, Pella's vinyl and fiberglass windows are really, really cool. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And while we're here, let's talk about my good friends at Runza. Got another super secret menu item not a lot of people know about. My friends at Runza are hooking me up, and I'm going to let you in on it. This one's just, uh, you know, this one's near and dear to my heart because it's a twist on the best fries on earth runza's crinkle fries it's runza's chili cheese fries that's some legendary runza crinkle fries topped with their homemade chili and cheddar cheese sauce let me say that again in case some of you passed out just thinking about it legendary runza crinkle fries homemade chili cheddar cheese sauce oh my goodness it's a side that eats like a meal so there you go Another super secret menu item exclusively for Nick Ba podcast listeners. So stop in, order the chili cheese fries and runza. And while you're there, tell them Nick Ba sent you. Okay, back to the podcast.
1: I, I grew up in a good household who kind of put others before me, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And my parents did an unbelievable job just raising all of us that way. And then it filtered into... The AU teams I played with, the coaches I played with and Coach Keens when I was young and then Coach L J when I got to uh high school in A U, and Coach D. You know, it just kinda my high school coaches and my and my foundation with my family and everything just kinda made me declare that I am and just kind of put instilled the work ethic in me to kinda get to the level of where I can pose like those kind of threats on the court. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, all that's to them. And I, I was actually just talking to Wrench uh, at halftime, and he said something about me shooting a shot that I didn't take, and I passed it to Denzel. And I was like, man, that's just that's just what I am. Like, like that's just how I, I'm wired, you know. Like I don't, I don't really care. Like you said, I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I don't, I don't really care, because at the end of the day, like, I mean, the most, the most pissed off game of the year was when was my highest scoring game, you know? Because right. like we didn't win. And I don't care about. I don't care about taking twenty shots or two shots or one shot. I don't care. Like I'm just I just wanna win, you know? Like at the end of the day it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't win. You could have I think Bradley Beal had like sixty and didn't win. Right. I mean I'd be I'd be tight, you know? Like, right, right, that's just that's just how I'm wired. I don't I don't work like that and and I'm good with everybody else getting the credit for something that I did and I'm good for taking taking the fall when it was someone else's fault you know like someone has to do that and i'm comfortable doing that like you said i'm comfortable in my own skin on and off the court and that's because of my background and who i've come into contact with and kind of been a i've i've seen people do it the right way and that's just kind of how i learned yeah. and i don't i'm not saying my way is the right way sure sure uh, and i'm just saying my way works for me so everybody else has to find what works for them and and i feel like that works for me and that bring success to the team, so I'm going to keep doing that and hopefully get better and and, and perfect work to perfect it. And whatever I have to do, then, then that is I'll, – I'll take the fall or I'll do, it, do what we have to do and make the sacrifice to so hopefully win the game.
0: You know, I, I'm, I'm telling you, as a – God, I'm 36. I'm a 36-year-old former player. And when I reflect on my career, and and you know, I mean, basically, unless you're like Jordan or LeBron or like everybody's gonna have major regrets with their career. Some game, some stretch, whatever. For sure. For sure. You know, like, I'm not so sure, Mitch, that the moments that I don't regret the most aren't the 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 few little moments where I was a little selfish, or I pouted a little bit, or I complained a little bit about my shots or playing time. Like I, I, I swear to you, like I. Of course, you think about wins and losses and those things, but like I cringe every moment that I didn't just totally give myself to the team and just basically do what you just said, and like think about just, hey man, all that matters is winning, and everything else will kind of fall into place. So I just, as a former player, I'm just so jealous of your of your mindset that you have, like the the foresight to feel the way you feel in the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I mean, I'm like, I'm not perfect. And when ever, I mean, you know how it is. Like everybody wants to score 30, like it's fun. You know, when you have, when you have 30, it's, it's like, Whoa, you know, (laughs) I was getting buckets. I was getting busy. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's fun. But at the end of the day, like there's, there's just so many, there's so much to basketball, you know, like there's so many little things to basketball that help winning and losing and, and everybody looks at points and rebounds and, assists and there's so many things that don't show up in the stat sheet and i feel like i do a lot of those things yep. I, I feel like i feel like i can i mean that's kind of my my juice that i bring to the team and if i don't do that then i mean we have a lot of guys on the team that do that though like dame is, is the same situation denzel does a lot of good things that don't show up and, and we all do and everybody brings something different so I just try and excel in that and and bring something different to the table to hopefully lead us to a, to a dub. So, I mean, that's just, is what it is. But like I said, you can always, there's always room for improvement. Sure. Sure.
0: I, you know, obviously you're, you're just, you know, we talked about, you're like, uh, internally built different, in terms of your unselfishness and all that stuff but ultimately some people become a product of their environment in the moment and not only are you unselfish but that's everybody talks about threes and pace for Creighton basketball I would add unselfishness as like the third pillar of kind of what the identity and culture is of the program so I want you to kind of give me someone behind the scenes an assistant coach could be the manager could be you know, whoever, is there someone behind the scenes that you feel like is super impactful for help, f- like carrying out all of, of the things that make Creighton Creighton in terms of that unselfishness to you?
1: Oh, 100%. I don't even think it's close. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I, I'd say there's four or five guys, but yeah. the number, the number one guy is John McHugh. I yeah. mean, he does, I you know, John, right? Yes. Or do you not know John? No, I know John.
0: I know I know John. He's uh, – I, I know John very well.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Uh I'd say John McHugh just because, I mean, he does literally everything. Like, Creighton basketball wouldn't be Creighton basketball if John McHugh wasn't on staff, you know? Yep. Like, I mean, from anything, from, from getting you gro- groceries to hold you over to get you through the uh, practice. Or, right. Or, you know, like yes. making sure you're here on time or you have the right stuff, you have the right gear, like – I'm, I'm really particular, like, I, I'm a lot to deal with in the sense of, <laughs> like, I wore Under Armour, like, since seventh grade, I, it, it took me a while to find shoes and, like, things that are comfortable for me to play, because, like, I don't care what I look like, I just want to be comfortable, you know, and, and Johnny caters to, like, once I find a shoe I like, then, I mean, he hooks me up, and he, he does it for everyone, you know, and, I mean, this is just, those are just the little things. Right. And then, like he does, I mean, so many things that he doesn't care about anything that he's doing or any agenda. He has no agenda for himself. He, he'll he drop everything if you call or drop everything and, and just look to help anybody in the system, whether you're playing 35 minutes a game or zero minutes a game or you're not even on the team. He he looks out for everybody. So I'd say it definitely comes from him. And then obviously from the top, uh, you got to look at Rass. Yeah. I mean – He's high level everybody talks about him but even the encounters I have with him he's just he's unbelievable and then it just trickles down into Mac into Hus and the P. Lusk and, and and we all do it like, especially over the COVID deal like you don't really get how much time and effort your coaches put into game planning and, and just life honestly like how much time they have away from their families and everything and then the COVID deal they it really opened up they were inviting us over to have dinner and taking us out fishing and just doing all those things, just selfless people, you know? And when you have a, when you have a group and a culture like that, uh, I mean, it's hard not to, like you said, you're, pro- it's hard not to turn into a product of your environment and just kind of follow suit. So, but my number one is John McHugh. For yeah. Sure. John's a man. Yeah. He,
0: for people that don't know, he's, his, his title is administrative specialist. I'm looking at it o- online right now, but he's a former manager who, uh, has just like you said, through through just being selfless, has been a guy that you know Greg McDermott's just like, we gotta keep this guy around. Like I, I we need this guy for the program. And like you wouldn't think it's not like he's doing much from a bat you know, he's not sitting there going, Hey coach, uh side ball screens, let's defend it like that. He's not doing a lot of that kind of stuff, but but to make the whole operation go, all the little things John, John is just off the charts at.
1: Oh yeah, I mean high level, not irreplaceable. Like not, not even close. Right. And not even, not even close. I mean, if you say me as a player, I'm unselfish. He's ten times more unselfish as a human. So, it's high level. That's great. I I love that.
0: Okay. Uh, th- so th- this season, you know, I mean, o- offensively here, you guys have been outrageously good the past two games. You hung eighty nine on Seton Hall, ninety seven on St. John's without Marcus. Is it as simple as you guys shot it well, or was there something else that that clicked that allowed for you guys to really explode offensively? To you,
1: um, I mean, obviously shooting it well yeah. helps. Um, but I would say, uh, like our our biggest thing coming back from break was just getting our pace back. You know, we hadn't we hadn't been who we were. Um, our our cuts were half speed sometimes, and we weren't we were cutting for us instead of for others. And, and once we fixed that and kind of worked on our pace and, and kind of made it a priority, I think since Christmas, I mean, we've been, we've been playing better, you know, we've been better offensively and, and when you're better offensively, you're better defensively. And you kind of, you kind of feed off one another, you know, and like you said, you get that gritty stop and then you go out and you have pace on the offensive end and then you get a bucket and you try and separate. Um, but I think it's just I, – I think I, we go back to the culture of kind of what we do and, and how we do it. Um, it Like, you you have Alex coming in, and, and Alex had a good game yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. he's capable of doing that. And then next game, Antoine might have 15. Like, like, that's the beauty of the system we play. Like, the ball finds you regardless of what you're doing if you play the right way, you know. Like, ball stickers, like, uh, glue guys, like, I don't, that's not glue guys but
0: yeah they got glue, glue on their ball. hands they got the ball yeah. sticks in their hands yeah
1: yeah just kills our offense right and and sometimes sometimes and we're all we're all a victim of that like, sure we all do it you know at times sometimes you just don't see something or you miss something and then you have the ball in your hand in a couple extra, extra seconds or you or you dribble one time too many and then the play's not there so it happens I mean like, like I said you're not gonna be perfect with it but I think the culture that coach Mack has developed and created at Creighton is unbelievable. And it makes it fun to play in like yeah. everybody would, you, you could talk to any of his players and he'd say the same things just because of the freedom and trust he, he gives in you, you know, and we, we just have a bunch of things where Huss has even brought a lot of offensive mentalities and kind of yeah. things to work on and added things to our offense that, that just help us help free us up and give us more space to play and just kind of make plays and that that starts from the top with coach Mack and then everybody's just has to buy in and I think we do it we've done well so far just buying into the system and then and and our and like you said we didn't have Marcus last game but it's just the next step mentality and Sharif Sharif's growth from last year to this year is unbelievable and he did a good job this offseason just kind of staying ready and being prepared for the moment and you saw him yesterday he played really well and did his thing but yeah. that's just that's great in basketball and that's what that's what Mac has developed here and it's fun to play for it's really fun to play for yeah i you know you,
0: you you talk about that trust in that ball movement i don't know if you remember this play there's a play in the second half uh dj had the ball on the on the on the block on the right block and he could have he he was one on one he had space he could have you know shot a fade away you know done an up and under you know got a shot up but yep. he kind of was a little uncomfortable so what he did is he kicked it out and then he did a sprint out the ball got swung to the other side of the floor. It was a double ball screen. He picked and popped, and he banged a three. Like it, it's it's those plays where it's like just if you just move it and move yourself, and the ball will find you. Like if there was one play, if someone said, "How would you describe Creighton basketball?" Like yesterday, I think I'd have picked that play. Like just trusting to to move it, and then it'll find you.
1: Yep, no doubt, no doubt. And when you play that way, it's just it's it's just fun. Like everybody's involved everybody's kind of playing for one another and and like I said the pace when you have pace with cuts it's just it's it's hard to guard man Very. Like when people are, when people are moving like watch Steph Curry right like, that dude is a machine and he, when him and clay are out there together like they're hard to guard because they move so well and they don't need the ball you know they're good with it but they right. don't need it to, to make an impact and and when you see guys like that you, I mean it's hard not to see when guys have success like that that we can do that, you know, like we're capable. We have the guys and we have the pieces and we have the talent to do that. And it'll all come together if we just buy in. So I, I don't, I honestly don't remember what play you're talking about, but I'll have to go back. Go to second half. It was,
0: yeah, second half. So he's on the right block and he kicked it out and he hit a, he hit a shot from the left wing. It was like middle of the second half. You, you go check yeah, it out. Yeah, I'll check
1: it's, I'll check it out for sure. But, and, 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 and that's cool too, because Mac would have been cool with him taking the sure. A Taking the shot. Yeah. And and the cool thing is Jeff's mature enough to to realize that like you said, we're searching for great shots. We're not searching for good shots. Right. And and when you move and you do things and you trust it and trust the offense, then I mean good shots turn into great shots. So that's that's the beauty of the system.
0: Let's expand on on Damian Jefferson here because I mean, holy crap. Like he is he's playing his ass off. And you know, it's amazing. Last year like I remember the Nebraska game, they didn't come out of the lane on him. They were like they were mm-hmm. plugging it up. They were they were playing off him. He for for a lot of the season. Now, granted, you're so talented around him that you got to have relief somewhere. But he was kind of the guy that people said, you know what, we're going to sag off him and make him score. Well, g- good luck doing that this year. You know, what I mean, the guy's shooting like sixty percent from the floor, and he's proven he can score. Like, what what have you seen with 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 Damian Jefferson this season? Because he's been outstanding.
1: Yeah, def- definitely grew um, from last year, but he's he's always been a guy that's like he's solid. Like he's you you know it you know it's gonna come from Jeff, yeah. and even I mean he's been like that since his sophomore year. I think personally, I mean obviously he's doing it at a higher level and he's doing it more consistent now, um, which is nice. But he's kind of like that Draymond Green, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. he, he. I mean that's that's not a good comparison. No, I know like what you're saying is, though. Just kind of connects everybody,
0: unsung hero. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. I mean, he, I, he just kind of does his thing. But I mean, he was he was there sophomore year. Obviously, his ankle was giving him troubles, and and it was he was drastically different. But when he's healthy and when he's doing his thing, I mean, he's he is our guy. You know, like and and when he first got to Creighton, he was shy and not very loud or outspoken, right. and, and and most of the time. But then in moments, he would he would step up and really press you or kind of get want more you know Mm -hmm. but now it's now it's at an all the time level you know his leadership has grown and and that's kind of what i look for you know like i want to i want to see it i want to play with guys who when they're shooting two for 11 that are locked in and and talking and, and and that's jeff you know like that's what he does that's what he brings and we've had countless conversations of just i actually told him yesterday i was giving him my keys uh, to the car, and I was talking to him, and, and and I was like, I was like, Jeff, you're my favorite player, and that's that's just kind of w- what it is, just because I admire the way he plays, and and he just doesn't care. He he plays he plays the same way I do. He's just selfless and just wants to win, and he brings that fire and he brings that attitude, and that that just helps us, you know. And yeah, obviously, you can't say enough about him, and you can't say enough about all of our guys. All yeah. of our guys are good dudes and and that's just what Mac, Mac recruits and and it's fun. It's a fun it's a fun culture to be a part of.
0: Couple more things right here. Mitch, uh, I want to talk about Alex O'Connell for a second cuz you, you referenced he played he had his best game of the season yesterday against against St. John's. I think he had 16 points and um you know, I listened to him in the post game uh, on the radio and it was like, "Oh my god, like he said all the right things, raved about the unselfishness and and the ball movement and all that stuff." How has it been implementing him based on what he's saying it seems like he'd be a pretty easy guy to to get to kind
1: of play the way that you guys want to play how has it been with Alex yeah it's been good when he first got here um he wasn't he didn't understand the level of like how we play you know of how our system works um but then I mean he bought in you know he just he sees that it works and he, he bought into what it is and his growth has been really good. Um, and he, he gave us great looks on scout team just because he has the ability of the athleticism to, to play the other team's best player. And, and he really gives us good looks. And I mean, I knew this game was coming eventually. Like Me too. we were all waiting for it because right. he in practice every day, like he's solid, that he makes tough shots. He, he shoots that thing really well. And I was actually just talking to Marcus like a week and a half ago, like, like AO is a killer in practice. Like he's hitting all these shots. Like I mean, his day, it's due, you know. Yeah, right. And and he came out and performed. You know, he hit he hit some good shots to go uh, to get him going. And then he just he's explosive and he's athletic and he does his thing. But and and he still there's there's still a long way for him to go as there as there is for everyone. And he's buying into that, especially on the defensive end. He's I mean, there's a lot of room for growth for all of us, and he's really taking it upon himself and just kind of buying into the system just because he's having fun playing, you know, yeah. because he, he looks like it. Assist- right. Yeah. He's in a system that fits him. And obviously when you're, when you're out and you come back, it's, it's an adjustment process. And, and especially when you have guys who are already established and have been here that, that are in the starting lineup and taking majority of the minutes, uh, it's tough. And you just got to have a good, you have to be in a good mental spot and, and have a good head on you to to just stay positive, and, and when your number's called, you you answer, and he's done a good job with that. And then the rest of the team has done a good job just acclimating him into, into, the, into the lineup and getting the minutes. So I think everybody's done a good job, and obviously it starts with him and just his buy-in, and and I think he's going to be solid going forward, and I think we'll, everyone will see that.
0: Do you think – I mean, the defensive numbers are improved from a year ago. Do you feel like you guys have taken a big step on that end of the floor?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think we took a little step backwards yesterday in the last eight minutes. Um, yeah. We were sloppy, but um, for the most part, uh, Coach has done an unbelievable job with us. Obviously, last year we started to kind of – I mean, that would win us games. Before, when we weren't making shots, we'd lose games, and that's just how it was. But we started winning big games that we didn't particularly shoot that well. And our defensive leap and our our growth on that end and just kind of team defense, you know? yes. Is, is is like when we're on a string we're scary good Mm -hmm. you know and and we're getting we're not at that level where we're there 40 minutes but i mean we're building to that and i think we'll get there i mean i know we'll get there but uh our defensive growth is is huge and and that's why we're having the success that we're having and that's why our offense is so good like like you said you get that dig in stop and and you get all the opportunities in the world on the other end right so right so it helps and and obviously like sometimes we're undersized, and you just got to rebound and, and get it out and go. And I think we're doing a better job at that. And it's fun; it's good.
0: Mitch Ballock this is uh, this was fantastic again. I, I, you know, I was thinking, you know, since you know this year doesn't count for eligibility, if you do decide to come back, can we do like a LeBron James esque decision, like when he decided to go to Miami? Me, you. We'll be we'll we'll be on national TV, and you can you can make your decision with uh, on on live TV. Can we do that if you
1: decide to come? Yeah, in? Heck yeah. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You like I, that? I, okay. I, well, uh, you know, I, we'll, I don't think I don't think people care about my decision with uh, like like they did about Braun, but we'll figure it out.
0: I think I think the ratings in Omaha would be high. Would be incredibly high. <laughs> Oh, i'm going to south beach I'm taking, I'm taking my talents to south omaha i'm just staying i'm staying right, I'm staying right here that's that's what that's I'm what we're doing
1: The CHI help <laughs> i helped
0: us i'd love it uh mitch Ballock. hey uh awesome stuff man guy we got like i think nine weeks from today is selection sunday so you know i mean it's uh it's a steady it's a steady march to march so keep keep it rolling man it's it's fun watching you play and it's fun to watch this team play
1: yeah, I appreciate you. You're the man. Keep doing your thing out in Charlotte, and hopefully, I'll see you in an arena one of
0: these days. There we go. I like it. Thank you, Mitch. All
1: right. Have a good one. Appreciate
0: see you, pal. Me. All right. My thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes
1: it all better. Ahura Media Production.